So worthy, so worthy, so worthy. Today is a new day. Today I'll be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God, and by the word of God to never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him another shout. You know, during worship, I was, you guys were all so engaged and just singing from the bottom of your heart and shouting out to the Lord. And it was like one sound. It, 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 I couldn't hear like different people singing. I just heard one sound. And I just felt God's pleasure. And I just kept thinking, Jesus, this is all for you. These people are here today because of you because they wanted to come together as a family and as a, a body of believers to just give you worship and give you praise and give you honor. And for all of those who aren't here today, you're still with us and we're all together just worshiping him and glorifying him because he's worthy of all. You know, I was, um, someone had sent me a text and they said, can we just take a moment to thank God for the fact that he's breaking us through? He's breaking us through. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. This has, been, this has been a journey, has it not? And we know that we're not done with it, but we're crossing over to the other side. Amen? So let's give God praise for that for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I have spent more time um, just being able to just be with the Lord than I have in a long time. But still, in the midst of it, we have been very busy. And, uh, but the busyness just feels different. There's no striving with it. There's no fatigue with it. There's just like joy and peace with it. And I'm filled and flooded with hope for all that God's going to do. And uh, I truly believe that uh, we are not going to have a recession, that we're going to have progression. And uh, I will only speak that. I'm not going to speak anything else. Um, we're going to advance as the body of Christ. You know, when I think back um, in the Bible or even stories that I've heard from people of different testimonies of God doing something miraculous, and you look at it and you're like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense to the natural mind when you look at these testimonies of incredible faith because you're looking at it and it's in the natural mind, it, you, can't, you can't understand how can that possibly happen? How can a bunch of people meet in a church during the midst of a pandemic? And yet you do because of Jesus, because we have faith to believe that his word is true and that he's not a man that he would lie. Is that not true? And when I look at just things that people have done and testimonies, even in my own life, and I'm like, wow, I look back at it now. And the only way great leaps of faith can happen is with a renewed mind. Romans 12:2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the acceptable, perfect will of God. How do you do that? You do that by constantly keeping your mind renewed. There has never been a season in my personal life, I'm 52 years old, um, in my life where I've had to have my mind renewed more than I have right now. If you listen to the media, if you're, if you're listening to all the numbers and everything that's going on and we only see the facts, we have to remember that, that the facts are subject to the truth. And the truth is what we stand on, which is the word of God, which is important that we keep our mind renewed. It's important that we're walking in the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of man. Are you listening to me? So we wanna keep our minds constantly renewed with the word of God, staying in his presence, it says, for here we have no continuing city. That's here. But we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. 
It's important that as we're looking, that was Hebrews 13, 15, sorry. When you think about sacrifice, you think about giving something that costs you something. Is that not true? So when we're coming and we're giving a sacrifice of praise, it's easy to praise God in the midst of blessing. Come on, when you're coming together and you're in the midst of blessing and you're in the midst of prosperity and everything's going good and your family's getting along and the kids are doing what you want them to do, it's like your, your, your spouse is more in love with you today than they were yesterday, you can just shout to God and you're like, oh, I'm so blessed. Look at how blessed I am. And you have a day where you realize that you don't have as much funds as you thought you did, and now all of a sudden the bills look like they're bigger than what, than what it is that the money that you have, your spouse is driving you crazy, and they won't do anything that you ask them to do. They're being stubborn, and, and, and your kids are not minding, and, and they're running around doing whatever they want to do. They're not cleaning their room. They're not picking up. They're not, it's just like one of those days, and now we're supposed to what? Praise. You're laid off work. You're the business owner. So you don't get to have unemployment. You're not, you're not you're part of the PPP or whatever the government is giving you. You didn't get your stimulus check. None of those things are happening for you. And it looks as though that the ship is not going to sail, but it's going to sink. What do we do? We praise him. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. One of the greatest ways I know to break through heaviness is to what? Praise. praise. We're going to praise. So we give us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That part has to take place first. We first need to learn a lifestyle of praise. When we do, heaviness lifts and we become an oak, a tree of righteousness, firmly established and rooted in the love of God. Because we have chosen in the midst of it to say, no, you're not going to steal my goods. And the greatest goods that he can steal is just us and the people around us. It's not the things that we own. It's, 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 we want to be called trees of righteousness. So the other day, I was, um, it was Thursday, I think it was. It was a weird day. It was gloomy. Um, I was so heavy. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm understanding like you can pick up atmospheres. But for some reason, I wasn't getting that <laughs> through my head at this point. And it was in the afternoon still. And I'm still like battling this. And then I find out um, that Pastor Matthew was talking to me. And he was on his way to um, his new um, store, Mudpenny and Ada, that he did a grand opening in the midst of our pandemic um, restaurant. And so he's doing curbside and stuff like that. And um, things, you know, been going good, but not great yet. And so he just cried. So he's crying. I called my mom. I said, Mom, how are you doing today? My mom's in a nursing home in Iowa, and she's in quarantine. No one can visit her, and she can't leave her room. And she was told that she would be able to wear a mask, and if it was nice outside, that she could go and sit outside six feet away from the other residents. And so my brothers assumed that they could go and see her and just keep their social distance. They were told no. And my mom was just crying. And so she said, I'm so lonely, and I miss seeing all you kids. And I really miss your father right now because my father has gone on to be with the Lord. And so now she's crying. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Matthew's crying. I'm crying. My mom's crying. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then we're all crying. And so I, he, he left. Um, and I walked into the living room. And I'm like, no, this isn't happening. And so I just began to lift up praise. I said, God... You're a, 
a father to the fatherless. I thank you that, that my mom is not lonely. So I just I do praise you, God, that even now that she's going she's to feel a sense of peace and hope in her life. Lord, I thank you that your children will never be found begging bread. So I just rejoice in that, God. I know that Ma Matthew's business is going to flourish. It's going to flourish. It's going to flourish. I know that our business is going to flourish. It's going to be greater in its latter state than it was in its former. And I just started just offering up praise. And no, you don't know what happened? the heaviness lifted it was completely broken and I said well that's not good enough I want joy so father I want joy I want joy unspeakable and full of your glory I want joy I don't want just the status quo I don't want to just get by I don't want just the heaviness to lift but now I want to experience your joy and your hope and so I just said okay God I just thank you for joy and I just started confessing it I thank you for hope God and I, I'm telling you it was like a gift of faith and it's just like, it's been staying with me ever since I heard the Lord say, it's time. It's time. It's time to come together. It's time to gather. And so it's just, you, 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 you know when the Lord is speaking to you, is it time to retreat or is it time to go forward? And you have to hear the Lord's voice because wisdom often masquerades itself and covers up faith. And it makes it look as though you're walking in faith because you're saying, oh, I, I'm just using wisdom. But no, you're not. You're actually, it's a masquerade. So we have to be careful that we're not doing that. As a result of that, it says, then once you live this lifestyle of, of, of walking in praise and you become trees of righteousness, you become the planting of the Lord so that he can be glorified, then you will go and rebuild old ruins. You shall raise up the former desolations and shall repair the ruined cities and the desolations of many generations. I believe that that is a word in due season for the season that we are in right now that we are gonna be called to go out and rebuild. We're gonna rebuild, we're gonna advance, we're gonna move forward when, every, when everything looks like we shouldn't move forward, we're going to move forward, we're going to advance, and we're gonna do it by listening to what God is saying. His voice is the one that is going to lead us, amen? Okay, now turn with me to Habakkuk chapter three. Can we just give God praise real quick? <laughs> wow, I thought we'd do better than that. Can we give God praise, please? <clears throat> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so awesome and you're so worthy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I was just thinking about how easy it was for me to just get up this morning because I was so excited to see all of you. It's so amazing. And I don't know about the rest of you, but there's been this thing called COVID weight gain. Hence the long, flowy. It's real. I don't know what happens. It's not nice. Not nice. Chapter 3, verse 17. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no fruit, food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high heels. knew I was biblical. All you ladies with flats, you've been wrong this whole time. 
Wow, yeah, and guys, I mean, get with it. Didn't realize I was so righteous. <laughs> to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. You know how much we need that to laugh? The joy of the Lord is our strength. He is our strength. So amazing that in the midst of this, Habakkuk says, I will rejoice in the Lord. There's no figs on the trees. There's no fruit on the vine. There's no herd in the stalls. And yet, I'm going to rejoice. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by faith in what the Word of God says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So we may not see the end in the natural, but I see the end in the spiritual. I believe that the glory of the latter house is going to be way greater than the glory of the former house. The Lord spoke to me, said, our latter state will be much greater than we were in our former. And I believe that that is a true word for each and every one of us. That we can't get bogged down. We can't allow anxiety or hopelessness or fear to be our garment. We can really put on the breastplate of righteousness. When we can just take up that shield of faith. Put on the armor of God so that we can withstand in an evil day. And we are withstanding. Amen? Amen. Genesis chapter 26. You know, throughout all of this, um, I did a, a blog. And it was one day when um, Abigail and Macy were over at the house. It was just the two of them. And they were playing. And I'm watching Abigail run around um, in the living room. She's the oldest of my granddaughters. I have four granddaughters. And she was running around, running around, and she loves Charlie. I mean, they both do. And Charlie just is, he's, he'll let them do anything, poor little guy. He's like six pounds. He's little Maltese. And they'll often just pick him up by the, his neck and just kind of drag him around, and he just flops all over the place. And he doesn't, I don't think he likes it, but he lets them do it. And um, so they're on the floor, and he's like running around circles as fast as he can, and she's like, you know, there and, and playing with him and, you know, um, push, pushing him back, and he'd run back, he'd push him back, she, he'd run back. And so they're doing all of this, and I'm looking at how, like, innocent this moment is and how there's not a care in the world. She's just enjoying this moment. And I had to stop and think are we enjoying this moment or are we waiting for the next moment? Are we waiting until everything changes and goes back to normal or are we embracing who he is right now in the midst of the crisis? If I'm waiting, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose a lot of time with him. Because remember, who are we living for? For Jesus. We're living for eternity. This life is not our own, and neither is this. This is not our home. And so when we keep an eternal perspective, it helps us get through times like this, and we just seize that moment. And I, 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 I'm seizing different moments in my life that I've never, never stopped and thought about before. I'm seeing blessings in areas I, I never saw before. And the interesting thing is, most of it is not in what I own, but it's in the times that I get to have with family. I, I, I love my family more than I've ever loved my family. I have a longing to, to see my mom. There's, there's things that God does in your heart during seasons like this to draw you closer to the heart of the Father so that we truly can return to our first love, that we get everything back shifted in perspective, that he is only true God, and that we get to walk with him for all of eternity, and it starts now. So seize the moment. Um, 
just another little story. I was, I was praying about something, and I'm like, God, I don't know what else to do. I've done everything I know to do. I have prayed. I fasted. I have declared your word. I don't know what else to do. And I was just, I finally, I just said to him, you know what, I'm done. You know what he said? Good. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? Good. He said, now I can do something. And I thought, I thought that was kind of rude. And so I reminded him, I was fasting so I could have more faith. And I was your word, I was declaring. And I was praying to you. And now you're saying good? He said, because what the motivation of your heart was to get something. There's no formula with God. Sometimes he may tell you to fast. Sometimes you don't have to at all. Sometimes he may tell you, hey, declare my word. Sometimes you don't have to do it at all. Sometimes he just asks us to rest and to trust him. That's what Jesus displayed in the boat, didn't he not? The storm's coming, the waves are crashing up. Everyone's freaking out. Ooh, that reminds me of a story. Everyone's freaking out. And he just gets up and goes, Oh, ye of little faith. I think God's trying to teach us something. We have no control. He is in control. He is in control. So I'm not going to tell you another story. So we were in the car last night. And anybody who knows my husband personally will love this story. And... Um, we were driving to his uncle's, and, um, and we were physically distancing when we got there. And um, in the car, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm behind someone that's going slow, and I'm like, Ugh. so, you know, I turn my blinker on like a good citizen, and I move over to get into the other lane, and as I look back to move over, I mean, literally, I looked, and then I looked again, and there was a car, like, going, like, a hundred and something miles an hour. So I boom, went right back into my lane, and then my husband starts freaking out. And I'm like, I didn't know. I mean, literally, they came from out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, he starts flipping me off out of the window, starts going like this and going crazy, and it's a couple of young guys. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is the heck? So then they go in front of the car that's in front of me and stop completely. And so we're going like 50 miles an hour, you know, on East Belt Line, and now we're at a stop. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm looking behind me and people are like swerving. I'm like, okay, I didn't get hit. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to drive. So then they take off. Then they wait until someone comes up in the right lane and they swerve right in front of them. And they're doing this all down. If there's a green light, they'd stopped. And then they went all the way over to the side, up onto like the median, onto the right of the road, and waited for people to come by so that they could go right out in front of them. It was crazy. We got, we called 911, and they said there's, we said there's some crazy guy like just going crazy. We're afraid he's going to kill somebody. It was, it was like he was trying to kill people. It was, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And so uh, my husband's on the phone, and the, the policeman said, we've had how many um, phone calls already on, about this going on in East Belt Line? And so I'm like, there he goes again. He stops. And so I'm like, I'm going to swer swerve over. I'm going to get off the road, but I can't just, like, there's cars coming. He goes, are you going to get off this road or not? <laughs> and he starts, like, freaking out. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. And so I finally turn off and I'm like, now how did that help the situation? How does it help us to get super anxious and to fret and to be fearful in the midst of what's going on? It's not going to change the outcome. The only thing that can change the outcome, and my husband's laughing, so don't think I'm being rude. The only thing that can change the outcome... <laughs> 
<laughs> he knows it's true. It was hilarious. Uh, is our faith in God. As we started to advance, I'm sorry, it was the funniest story ever. He had to have been in the car. All right, back to Genesis 26, verse 1. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abelmelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land. Now, can we be reminded of the fact that there's a famine? He says, Dwell here, and I will be with you, and I'll bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And I want to stop there for just a moment. I believe that we're going to begin to reap where our forefathers had sown. There was blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And everything that they have sown, we're going to reap a harvest from. Because God keeps his promise to generation after generation after generation. Verse 12 then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year. He sowed in the land in a time of famine. And he reaped the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Like it wasn't enough to just say he prospered. I think God's trying to make a point here. He said it three times. He says he began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I guess he was prosperous. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of famine, we're going to be prosperous. I heard him say this, as kingdom people, we must Think in terms of advancement. Isaac was sowing into his future. He was a businessman, a farmer, a rancher with many flocks and herds. He was a businessman. He, he had all these flocks. He had all these herds. He was, he was a farmer. He, there was things that he was sowing into the soil in the midst of famine. The reason why it's important that we renew our mind in this season is that God is going to be speaking to us to maybe do things differently than the way we've done them in the past. Our business may be done differently, but it shouldn't mean that we experience a famine, but we can experience prosperity in the midst of famine. I believe we have to hear what it is that God is saying. Listen, in American history, more millionaires were created per capita during the Great Depression of 1929 to 1939 than in any other era. So if the church could now advance and not wait until everything is open, everything lifts, everything goes back to normal and all of that stuff, that we would actually prosper in the midst of famine. I believe it is absolutely possible because it says in, in, in the word of God, it says that with God, all things are possible. So if that's true, then I'm not waiting until uh, all of a sudden there's a big harvest I'm going to be the reaper. I'm going to just, just determine I'm going to start harvesting now because now it's, the, the harvest is ripe. And, and the laborers, now I understand what that scripture means, are few. It's because there's fear that comes across the, the body of Christ when the world system looks like it's going to crash. When the economic system looks as low, it's going to crash. That is not a time for us to draw back and to retreat. Now is a time for us to advance. Now is the time for God to get glory. So 
So here we see that Isaac is just sowing, sowing, and sowing into his future. And so ask God. He said, if you ask him for wisdom, he said that he would give it to us. Let's ask him. We own the suit house, okay? How can we prosper in the midst of what looks like a famine? When the government is saying that we can't open our doors, but you can go to Walmart and buy clothes, you can go to Costco and buy clothes and shoes and everything else, but the small businesses that make up America aren't able to open their doors. So how do we prosper? Do we just murmur and complain? Or do we ask God for strategy, for wisdom? I think we ask him for strategy and for wisdom so that we can advance and move forward, just as Isaac did. Isaac said, this doesn't look like a, a really good time to do this. <laughs> There's a famine in the land, and I'm going to sow my seed. It does not look like a good time to be like selling houses. It doesn't look like a good time to open up a restaurant. <laughs> but it is, by golly. So let me, let me tell you another quick story, because I woke up the other morning, and we were having a conversation about Mudpenny, and um, I'm always like very like, sensitive and, and passionate about people that I know that are in business, um, because I, they're employing other people, and I think it's kingdom. I, I, love, I love it. I think it's beautiful. And so I, I wake up, and I, which I don't do this, because first of all, I can barely see, you know, in the morning on my phone. But for some reason, I rolled over and grabbed my phone. And again, I don't go on Facebook. That's not my first thing I do when I get in the morning. But it was. And I clicked on this video of, that somebody was teaching. And these are the first words that come out of, your, out of her mouth. Your child's business will prosper. And it'll be more prosperous in its latter state than it was in its former. That's crazy. I was like, is she for real? Like, is, that, is this really even on here? Like, it was so, like, so I, I, I called him. I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. And or I think I texted it to him. But this is what we have to hold on to. We have to hear things like that and know that that's a word of the Lord so that when the enemy comes and sales start to drop or something happens, we don't, we don't drop with it. Our anxiety level doesn't get to go up every time there's something that's going on that we don't like. We have to stay consistent, be strong, be courageous, do not be dismayed. Do not be afraid, for God is with us wherever we go. Amen? Amen. Come on, give him praise. <clears throat> Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us. How is this going to happen? It's because of the power that is working in us. It's a dunamis power. It's a power that is alive. It's a power that is, his, his word is inerrant. It has got to produce what it says it'll produce. So when you look at the dunamis power of God, you're looking at, you're looking at uh, the miraculous power of God. You're just looking at who he is. He, he is a creator. He creates. And that same power is, resides within us. That's why there's something within us that desires to create or to build or to do something because we were created in the image of our creator. So this should be a season of creativity that God, that you should be hearing and seeing things and, and, and wanting to build and be creative. And I, I was talking to someone the other day, I said, start writing. Now's the time to write. Now's the time to start doing the things that you were wondering if you were ever going to do. Put your hands to it now. We don't have to wait for a better day. This is the best day I can think of to do it. Speak the answer and not the problem. Don't look at what's going on around you and constantly speak with, with the negative and it comes
coming in alignment with that. Speak what you want to see. Speak the answer, which is the word of God. Speak it over. Speak it over and over again. And then rest. Rest. Remember what he said to me? Just rest. Because then he can do it. But if we're constantly in a state of fret, <clears throat> he can't do what it is that he's wanting to do. Amen? Last thing, too. Um, the Lord spoke this to me when we were doing all of this stuff and trying to get onto Facebook, and, and we, I found out we need another computer in the back in order to continue live streaming, and we want to continue live streaming. So I thank you, Lord, for a new computer in Jesus' mighty and precious name and um, so that we can continue to offer that um, to the people that can't come and, you know, people are watching from all over. Um, but he spoke this to me. He said, Kathy, he said, it's not about perfection, it's about connection. And that's really important for some of us to hear. Uh, if you have that type of a personality where everything has to, you know, be perfect or you think it all has to look a certain way. But he says, it's really about connection. It's about connecting first with him and then finding a way, even as imperfect as it may be, to connect with the people that are around you. Amen? So that we can stay hooked up and being the body of Christ. All right, <clears throat> I want to do something. I really want to worship to one more song. Can we do that? <clears throat> mm -hmm. That's why I'm drinking my water, trying to get my vocal cords ready here for you. You ever notice if somebody coughs, everybody's like, oh no. <clears throat> oh, I'm so in love with Jesus. Are you guys in love with Jesus? He's so good. Um, <clears throat> Shout out a song. What do you guys want to hear? Feels good to laugh, doesn't it? how much we love you, Lord. We're not in a hurry to go nowhere. <laughs> Where are you going to go? <laughs> it's raining. <clears throat> love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord.
things you've done before in greater measure you will do again there's no prison wall you can't break through no mountain you can't move all things are possible there's no broken body you can't raise no soul that you can't save all things are possible the darkest night you can light it up you can light it up a kind of revival let hope arise death is overcome come on You've already won a God of revival. You rose in victory, and now you're seated forever on the throne. So I should my heart fear, which you defeated. I will trust in you alone Cause there's no prison Wall you can break through No mountain you can move All things are possible There's no broken body you can raise No soul you can save All things are possible
God, we thank you for the turning point. We, God, we thank you for breaking through. Never to be the same. We will never be the same. We just want more, God. Continue the work. Don't stop. We want more.
the pleasure of God like he's so pleased he is so pleased um, 
I see like a winnowing fan that's being blown across. His body fanning the flames of revival. The fear of the Lord will be our strong tower. Like just sense um, just a separation of the tares from the wheat. Just a holy cleansing. Only He can do it. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Good, good father. Good, good daddy. Good, good father. Thank you, Jesus. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for touching people, God. Thank you for restoring hope today. Thank you for your goodness, your gentleness. Thank you, Lord, for your voice, for your presence, for your touch. The glory is all over this place. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, if there's anyone that needs healing, would you heal them right now in their body, in their mind? Just heal them right now. Heal their soul, go deep. Heal their physical bodies.
Could we have the owners of businesses come up and stand here? Find some other people to bring. <laughs> wow. How many of you have been negatively at this point impacted um, by this? Would you raise your hand? How many of you that have businesses have not been negatively impacted? Raise your hand. Okay, will you guys step forward then? Do you mind, if, if there's someone here that you don't want hands laid on you, then you can just return to your seat and we'll just pray for you. If you there's no shame if you don't. But I'm gonna have the people who are prospering through this and you're gonna have to come down here too. lay hands on everybody else so um, one of the things I know that God does is he does it again and so I'm believing that for breakthrough for every single business in this place that we will not be negatively affected that God's going to release creativity he's going to release um, wisdom he's going to release finances if it comes into another way we don't care how it comes in but we're going to receive financial blessing right now in Jesus name in Jesus' name, increase. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and pray for him. Thank you, Lord, for increase. Thank you, Father, for increase. Thank you for increase, God. Thank you for increase. Thank you for increase, Lord. Financial blessings, Lord. Financial blessings. Financial blessings, God. That we will prosper. We will prosper. We will sow in the midst of famine and we will prosper in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we'll prosper and be more prosperous. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for blessing and prosperity, God. Thank you for increase. I feel like in the last about 10 minutes or so, there was a piece that was released that many have been waiting for. That there's been, uh, like, when is my peace going to come? And it's, it's here right now. Is anybody experiencing that peace? Yeah, look at that. Something about peace that just crushes all storms. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. We're excited that uh, we're able to gather together today. Was, uh, if anybody had heard the story or not, but last, the beginning of last week, my mom had heard from the Lord. This is, this is my mom here, the pretty one. And uh, she'd heard from the Lord that it was time to, to gather once again. And that was on a Monday. And then Thursday, the governor changed the executive orders allowing uh, or not pen, uh, penalizing churches any longer, which is, yeah, it's a big win for the church. It's really exciting. And uh, so that's, that's also traveling to and from church. There is no, no penalty for it any longer. Um, well, we love you. We're going to continue to have our ministry team. Is gonna, uh, for those that are online, we, we will have our ministry team that will hop on the uh, Zoom link that will be posted at the very end of this. Um, 
as well as our lobby chats. If you're watching on Facebook, hop into the Zoom link as well, and we can, we'll have our virtual lobby still uh, with one another. If this is your first time here, if you would um, go and, and go to the bridge right outside the doors in the back here. We want to get to know you. We want to, you know, learn about you and invite you into community. Get up oh, and I is, is waving back there. Um, so, uh, yeah, please go to the bridge ministry team. We're going to have a couple people up here that will be praying for you. If you do not want somebody to lay hands on you, just let them know and you can, you know, keep your distance. They'll continue to, they'll pray over you. Um, and uh, we're just going to agree that the Lord has healing for you. If you need healing in your body, if you need any more uh, prayer for breakthrough, for financial breakthrough, for provision, uh, please come and get prayer. You are loved. As we said in the beginning, you know, uh, maintain respect and honor for one another in, in, in keeping your distance if, if others would like. Uh, we will see you all back here next week. Look at that. We've got some sanitizer baths going on up front as well, getting ready to pray for you. All right, let's give one more shot of praise to Jesus today. All right, have a great week.